2: Hi, welcome to Everything Is Fine, the podcast for women over 40. We are your hosts. I'm Kim France, and I'm Jen Romolini. And we're both super excited because we're like recording in person again after my long, long vacation. Oh my God. I missed the fucking podcast. Sorry, I'm cursing already. I missed the podcast (laughs) so much. Like I I need the podcast. I need it in my life. I know it was weird. It was weird not to have it for a few weeks. It's, I don't know
3: what it is, if it's like the fact that it's just like an organized conversation with a friend, but I was starting to feel like very unmoored without you in my life, like without, with you being away and without us having a check-in, without like a place where I'm like, oh, let's just talk every week. I was really, I was getting a little fucked up. I got to be honest.
2: Well, it was weird. And also we didn't even text that much because the time difference was massive. It was really, it was really hard. Like, I think you sent me a couple at like 5 a.m. And I was like, sorry, I didn't even. No, I know. I felt bad because I realized I sent that to you that early, just thinking you'd get it when you woke up. But I forget that sometimes the texts wake people up. And so I was like, I can't. And I was, you know, it was always somehow late at night when I was having whatever realization I was having that I needed to text you about. No, it was fucked up. I didn't like it at all. I didn't
3: like you being out of the country <laughs> for as long as you were, just so you know. So let's let's keep these to a minimum, please. Okay.
2: <laughs> well, it was fun. It was a lot. You know, it was a whole lot of like, you know, we, we traveled separate from the kids, the kids were on the bus and we Mm -hmm. flew between places. In some cases we drove. Mm -hmm. Um, but we saw a lot of places and, and, and the kids played great shows. Mm -hmm. And I was really kind of surprised by some of the things that ended up being my favorite parts of the trip. Please, please, this was going to be my question. What were your favorite parts of the trip? (laughs) (laughs) Surprisingly, the three-day Frank Zappa Festival in the former East Germany was like so fun.
3: That is not surprising to me at all, to be honest. But okay. So wait, what was the town like? Paint the whole picture for me. Okay.
2: Well, first of all, I just have to say. That the Zappa Festival, like Paul's been bringing the students to the Zappa Festival, you know, students from School of Rock, and then later this school, you know, the school he has now, Paul Green Rock Academy, and he's been bringing them to the Zappa Festival for many years. And they hadn't come in the Mm -hmm. past four or so years, five years, maybe longer. So their legend had grown.
1: And by the time
2: they got there, like, it was like being... And he like knew everybody there and it was very, you know, it was like being in an episode of black mirror where your husband is really famous, but only in one small town in the former East Germany. (laughs) It was the weirdest thing. It was the weirdest fucking thing. Like we were walking. We when, when we first got there, um, he's He has this tradition of always having the kids walk to the festival from town the first day, which took about you know fifty fifty five minutes,
3: Wow, and was
2: really nice. I was really not looking forward to it. We like driven all day, but it was it was actually really nice, and we get to the festival, and Paul's like, "Let me show you guys the main stage so we're they're walking through the festival, the whole mm-hmm. Paul leading this pack of kids. And a group of people saw them and erupted in spontaneous applause.
3: Oh, my God. Oh, my. Well, also, let's just say how sweet Paul is. Like, what a sweet, like, job he has. Like, that he's just a mentor and such a figure in all of these kids' lives. Like, how incredible. I love
2: that. Oh, okay. So, it's yeah. It's nice. I mean, he, he can be tough, you know. Like, his students, like, love and loathe him. but he, yeah. But I think they respect him, all of them. But anyway, so shit like that just kept happening. Oh my like, god, amazing. The, we'd be eating breakfast and someone would come up after the show. You know, we couldn't walk through the venue without, or like the you know, walk through the festival grounds without people stopping him. Okay, okay. And talking oh about god. like how much they love the music. Because the kids played every night. They played a Stones gig the first night, they played a Zappa show, and then they played with John Anderson the third night. So it was like it was just crazy, just people like clapping. <laughs> when they saw it wow and what okay and so what was this town like like what was so it-, it was a very it was a you know pretty charming town mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. um small obviously and not very touristy it was near it's near um the ocean okay oh wow and so yeah it's near the ocean i didn't get to the ocean but some of the parents who were to- like following the tour were staying at the ocean Okay. Okay. And so you get kind of that ocean air while you're there. And it's like, you know, the, just like the most like, you know, German architecture, kind of like small town architecture. It was really nice. All these kind of matchy houses. And then when we did take that walk to the festival that day, we walked through people, you know, a path through where you could see people's backyards and everybody had these beautiful, like overgrown, but kind of maintained gardens And we were staying in this hotel. Oh, and then at the hotel, the woman who was like sitting, the woman who was at the front desk of the hotel, Leticia, fell in love with Paul and presented (laughs) him the morning, the last morning we were there, presented him, I kid you not, with a heart shaped rock in a box. Stop it. A heart. And she said, I I knew I loved you the moment I saw you in front of me. Oh my God.
3: Oh my God. I love this so much. Also this, when you have a purpose for travel and you just wind up in a random town, it is the best. Like that is actually yeah. the best travel. Like when I had that job in Northern Ireland, when I was just had to stay in Newry Ireland, like no reason. I just like lived there for a week every two months. It was the best because that's, then it's just like, you're an adventure. Like it's not, yep. there's no, there, there's no, like, there's no sight to see necessarily, or if there is, it's weird.
2: Like, I love this. Oh God, this is so great. Oh, I love Yeah, It, it was, it was really fun. It was really fun. And, you know, I've become friendly with some of the parents and mm-hmm. some of them were staying at the same hotel as us. And, and, and like, you know, there might have been, you know, cigarettes smoking. Smoked, smoking. <laughs> oh my there god! Might have been, I might have had, I might have smoked a few cigarettes. Not oh. at you know. As soon as we land, as soon as I set foot on American soil, that that little folly ended. Well, it doesn't count when it's your. It's it doesn't it doesn't count when it's in, it doesn't it doesn't count when it's your <laughs> it I want to think that. I want to think count. that.
3: Oh, I love, oh God, that was also when I would go to, when I would go to Ireland, first thing in the Dublin airport, like before I even got into a cab, it was, you know, I bought, I bought a pack of cigarettes, like first Dunhills, yeah. pack of Dunhills. And then I was like, oh, I'm on a smoking vacation. Like this, is yes. I'm a smoker at this
2: time. And then you're not anymore again. Cause you can't yeah, be. No, Cause it's, it's disgusting and deadly and, 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 and you can't, you can't do it, you know, but like Joan Didion. I think Joan Didion smoked about five cigarettes a day her whole life, so you know she probably had good genes. I don't know. There's no there's no rationalization. I'm not going to try to rationalize No, there's it. no
3: rationalization. The last time the last time I bought like a vacation pack because I looked it up. Did I tell you this? It was so embarrassing, and everyone I was with, it was like so embarrassing. You know this because I was with you. I. I found, like, some, like, there's this there's this newsletter called Perfectly Imperfect, which is, like, all these, like, young New York, like, probably on Coke, like, hipsters, seamsters, <laughs> whatever. And one of them was, like, I know smoking's bad, but Capri purples are the lightest c- cigarette you could smoke. So I was, like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> So I'm like walking through New York in our last trip, like when I was with you for your wedding and everything else, with this pack of these just obscene skinny capri cigarettes, and I was like, "This is right. These are these are light as air.
2: This is amazing." <laughs> See, that is a difference between me and you because I was like Marlboros, please. No. <laughs> marlboros please fucking cowboy yes because if i because if i'm gonna do it like why lie to myself my father smoked kent ultra lights his you know the entire time i knew him several packs a day and ended up breathing out of a hole in his neck so like it doesn't end well it doesn't end well (laughs) (laughs) no my
3: mom smoked virginia slim like ultra light one hundredths, like the, you know, the, the most, the longest, lightest. And yeah, no, I mean, it doesn't, it
2: ends well for no one. So you had a good trip. I had a good trip. It was fun. I did like dumb touristy shit. Some of the time I rode bicycles in Amsterdam, yes, which was actually really pleasant and fun. You know, did a little museum. There were some museums, but not many in my trip. I'm not going to lie. Good for you. And it also like (laughs) <laughs> it was hard because we were still, even if we weren't traveling with the kids and we did have some free days because of that, many days were not free. Many days were show days yeah. and show days, I'm kind of on my own. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, yeah. it, it, and, and, and if you've been traveling a lot and, you know, we, we went through like both Berlin and Madrid, we were in for almost no time at all. So when you get there, you're just kind of tired. Well, also the late nights and of course,
3: like in a jet lag, like it's just, no, 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 no. And like, sometimes like a vacation is, is not seeing sights. It's like, oh, I'm going to just hang out and see everything that this hotel has to offer me. Like <laughs> is there how yes, many bars well, does it have? Right, how many bars does it have? Oh, is there a place where I can have coffee outside? Like that is travel to me. It's not like agenda yeah. agenda museum museum and like sometimes you're in a museum and it's lovely and but if you
2: force it it sucks. No, if you force it it inevitably sucks. And you know, when I when I went to a museum, I went to the big like main museum in Amsterdam and I was with um, a couple of parents who are good friends with Paul. Okay. And Hal and Jen, who you've met. Oh, yes. Hi. Shout out to to my Philly crew, Hal and Jen. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um. And like we, we got through the museum kind of at the same pace, which mm-hmm. was a lively pace, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Like yeah. Stopping at every bust and every fresco. I can't do it. And you know sometimes
3: there's an exhibition that I'm just like wow okay this is really something I'm interested in and like maybe you're a little bit stoned and you're just like whoa art this is amazing but that doesn't like I'm not in the Louvre thinking, oh, I got to st- I got to spend 10 minutes on each of these paintings. I just want to move through it, especially if it's really crowded. I can't. It's too much. It's too much.
2: There was there was one room where there was a very famous Van Gogh. I couldn't tell you which one, but it's one of the ones that you've been seeing since you're like, you know, a kid. Yeah And um, people were standing up there taking pictures of it. I was like, why are they taking pictures of this? And I thought, oh, I guess it's just like, it's a receipt. Yeah, yeah, it You is. know, it, it means it happened. Pro- proof of
3: life. It's like, pro- yeah, it happened. No, I have the funniest picture of my kid in front of the Mona Lisa after we had like made our way into like, and finally we're there and we're in a line to even get up to look at it. And there's just this amazing picture of Charlotte with this face. that's like, what? This is it? <laughs> I'll send it to you. It's incredible. It's just
2: like, it's oh my the God. best.
3: It's the best. Um
2: Well, I'm happy. I missed you a lot. I'm glad you're back. Really glad I you're back. I missed you too. I really missed you too. It was, it was, it, it's hard when you're like, disc- it's great. Travel's great. I had a fun time. I'm not complaining, but that disconnect that you have is always a little.
3: Yeah. It's a lot. Weird. It's a lot. Well, since you've been gone, I have been interviewing for jobs. I'm trying to get a job. I've decided that I can't just keep wild and out on my own anymore. I, I really am looking <laughs> for a job. And let me tell you something, and I want to say to every listener who has written into us in all of these like career episodes we've done and said, jobs, man, over 50. Oh fuck, this is really something. I now feel you. I <laughs> empathize because the game has changed. Okay. Yeah. Every job is like six interviews. First of even if you can get in the door, getting in the door is like next to impossible, right? It's really really hard. There's so many people out there. It's like I heard somebody like on on LinkedIn because I guess AI trolls the LinkedIn, I don't know, but somebody people are taking the text from a job description and cutting and pasting it into their own profiles and then changing the text to white so that you can't see it. It's not visible to anybody else's eye, but the crawlers will pick up that you are qualified for the job because you have all of the, um, the job description words in your profile. Like crazy shit. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm in these interviews and I'm like, oh, I get it because you're working from home. Like you're all interviews now are also on zoom, right? So you could just not have pants on, but you can also (laughs) like, I literally have been like, should I wear pants? Like, I guess, like, I guess I'll dress (laughs) up, but also you can just have like a number of notes in front of you. So the interviewers are trying to disrupt, it's not a normal conversation because it's, it's, you know, it's over a screen. So the interviewers are trying to disrupt like a narrative that you might want to tell, that's going to be very canned because they want to get to know you. So the weirdest fucking questions, I'm not going to get into specifics because what if I get one of these jobs, but Oh my God, just being like, you know, not like, you know, you know, what's your favorite bird and why, but basically, basically. So it's, the game has changed. The game has changed.
2: Yeah. I mean, I I have been on very few job interviews since the last time I had a job. I I haven't pursued a job job at all, but I could see it happening even then, you know, even, you know, years ago, you could see how it was changing. And I know because of my friends who are up for jobs, how many interviews they have, how, how, you know, canned sort of the the questions are and 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 i was in one interview i was telling you and and the guy said what's your superpower what's your superpower and i was so annoyed by that (laughs) it was i was so annoyed by it it was like i I thought we were here to talk about a job Mm -hmm. like i thought we were I, i didn't know i was here to like think of cute clever responses to your You know, the, it it just, the whole thing, the whole thing
3: it's crazy. No, it's, it's, it's like, it's like weird. It's like, it's like patronizing. It's weird. But the thing is, the nice thing is, is because I'm old, I was imagining what, how I would have handled this at 25, at 30. Like, how do you handle this? Like, because i'm 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 old i've been around i was able to sort of flip those conversations and redirect them to what i wanted to say about myself you know and what i wanted mm-hmm. to say about my story and i also was very prepared for the questions that they would ask cuz i understand yeah. like what my resume looks like to them so i actually you know not cuz i don't want to be completely negative like there's something to be said about being older and being able to flip the script on somebody and being like, "Okay, yeah. listen, I'm go- I'm I'm running the tables here." You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, because job interviews used to feel a little bit like, you know, not entirely, the interviewer obviously has all the power, but not all of it. Yeah. Maybe. And you would feel like, "Okay, I'm getting to know if I like you and you're getting to know if you like me." Yes. Yes. you know and there doesn't seem to be any of that anymore at all it seems like the inner, the employers have all of the power and part of their stance is that they have all the power
3: well or 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 there's just so it's so overthought the process is so overthought at this point and also because you're not in person and you're not getting those human clues with somebody you know you're not yeah. really that's so different and that's so foundational to sort of like understanding a person is just Really seeing them in person, like feeling their presence and, you know, not their energy to be all hippie, but a little bit, you know? But a little bit, yeah. How they're moving their body, like all of it, you know, how they walk in the room. It's just like we're not, we've, we're, all of those cues are gone. So it's, it's just very different. But I, I will say, I, and I said this to you yesterday when we talked. I don't know how much long like I was able to sort of hold my own in conversation like I understand work enough but yeah. I don't know if in 3 years it would be the same. Like I feel yeah. like the door would is 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 closing a little bit and not on not because of my age but just because I've been out of the game I've been out of this yeah. game for a while, you know? So it was really, really interesting. And I I do think like everything else, like we always talk about, it is a persistence game. Like, you know, I applied to like 50 jobs and I, I wound up with, you know, like only a couple callbacks. So like it's everything is, is numbers. And, you know, I see this in our Facebook group a lot, like people being like, I don't how, how to navigate this shit. It's the same. In some ways it's still the same. It's connections. It's, you know, it's a numbers game, it's persistence. So, I mean, we'll see. I I shouldn't be giving advice because I haven't gotten a job yet, but this is what I'm sort of feeling out in the, um, in in the wilds of the working world, which, you know, you know me, like I, I'm a masochist. Like I, I love, I love a fucking challenge. I'm like, oh, you, you (laughs) won't let me in the door. Like, oh yeah, (laughs) really watch me. Exactly. Watch me bash through it or find a side window, you know? So Um, but yeah, that's what I've been doing and it's been very intense and not as fun, not as fun as small German towns. I do not think.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Now I'm focused on something entirely different. Oh, let's shift shift. Do you ever, do you have your ring light on? Mm -hmm. I got to get a fucking ring light. Why? Look at the difference. Look at the difference between how I look right now and how you look (laughs) and how your face is lit and how my face is lit. Like, all the the, the the defining characteristic of my face right now is the halo of gray roots <laughs> at the forehead that the light seems to be hitting perfectly. I need a ring light.
3: I got the ring light for the interviews. I was like, I, I was like, I need to look. I, like... Well,
2: that's how I knew about the ring light because you told me that. Yeah. Yes,
3: I need. I I got the ring light. I was really anti ring light. I was really like, I want to show up as my authentic face self. But the, the, and also like, look, you can see the ring light in my glasses. Like the jig is up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you can. But, um, but you know, look, if you're going to be, if you're trying to present your best self, like it, it is, a, it is a thing. And some like mean person wrote into us when I started putting these on video, which I didn't even tell you about when I started putting some of our things, um, our, our podcast on video, like just clips on social media, someone was like, the two of you need better lighting, like, and gave very specifics, like Kim's computer needs to be up higher and you both need ring lights. And then this. You're representing all of us.
2: <laughs> no way. Yes. You're, yes. Representing, all you're representing all of us. Everything all of us
3: just stop looking like shit.
2: Oh my god. Basically
3: they didn't say the last part but that was that was what was implied. Like oh you're god. representing all of us o- over 50. So like look, like put a little effort in, bitches. <laughs> oh my god oh my god it makes me die it makes me die but yes look the ring light does work although it's it's obvious you're doing it but because you can't you can't hide it i mean i guess you could hide it if then you could still see it in people's eyes like you can't hide it it's it's there let's take a quick break from some ads Support for Everything is Fine comes from Ritual. So I love Ritual. Everyone knows I love Ritual. I talk about Ritual all the time. I particularly love its daily, their daily multivitamin. And I also really have been enjoying their melatonin. You can enhance your skincare routine from the inside out with one daily capsule essenced with soothing vanilla. I love Hyacera. It's been rigorously tested and validated. It's one of the industry-leading sustainability. It it meets, sorry, all of the industry-leading sustainability standards. You know I'm a beauty editor now. I am all about keeping my face plump, and Hyacera absolutely has done that for me. I've been on it for months. I don't even know how long, and I can really see a difference in the texture of my skin. My skin looks more juicy, I guess, is the best way to do it. Say it. Do it. Speaking of real things, I think I figured out like a whole secret of the world. No oh, good. So, okay. So my mouth has been really dry. Yeah. Because of perimenopause. Like my mouth, my whole mouth is like, my taste is weird. Like everything's weird. And I've started needing at night, especially if I get high, because then with the dry mouth and my art, the cotton mouth, and then my already dry mouth, it's just like a nightmare. So I've started like sucking on hard candy, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, this is why old ladies had hard candy. They were self-medicating. I had never, why do old ladies have hard candy? Who eats hard candy? It's the worst candy. (laughs) And it is because of this. (laughs) Because your mouth gets dry and a hard candy helps. Amazing. This is my this is this is why every time you walked into a grandmom's house,
2: there was just a bowl of hard candy that you saw nowhere else in the world. Often with the candy, like my own grandmothers didn't do this, but I saw it in the homes of other people over a certain age. And sometimes it would just they would they wouldn't even be hard candy, it would be like Brock's candy that didn't even ha- come in a wrapper. Mm-hmm. It would be all one fused piece of candy. Yeah,
3: but then you have like the little the little wrappers on them. It was like some of them looked like strawberries. It was like you know it had the little plastic wrapper and they were twisted on the sides. There was the butterscotch. I mean, none of it, none of none of it in any way remarkably good candy, but served I think a a, mer- a menopausal and post menopausal purpose.
2: Okay, now I'm obsessed with what that fucking reader said about how I need to have my computer up higher. <laughs> no stop. <sorry. laughs> No, I'm serious. I'm serious. Okay. I'm, I'm representing all of us. Oh, my God. So- <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I just deleted
3: it. I didn't – it was like a DM. It was – I don't know if it came to me directly because everyone loves to give it to me. Nobody gives you the shit. They're always <laughs> like, hey, Jen. You know, but – But it it came in on a DM and I just deleted it because I was like, this is not worthy of a response. I'm not representing any. (laughs) And God forbid I was representing anyone. Jesus Christ.
2: Um, Oh, my God. I know. um, What else is happening with you? Um, Well, I got to have a little spoiler alert moment, Mm -hmm. if that's okay, about the bear. I'm very behind on the bear because I because. Paul Walden and I agreed to watch it together, then slowly realized that wasn't going to happen. OK. I watched like a few episodes before I went to Europe, but then I've been trying to catch up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so spoiler alert for the next 50 seconds or so. Okay, OK. Did Have you seen it though?: Oh, I've seen the whole. I've seen the whole Okay, thing. good, good, good. The scene where they finally kiss. Okay. OK. yeah, yeah, yeah. And everything leading up to that scene between the two of them mm-hmm. was like the hottest thing I've seen in a really long time. Well, she's
3: so hot. And also like kind of like she's got a really like sexy body too. And like obviously mm-hmm. he is so hot. He's so hot. It's impossible. He's impossibly hot. The bear is so good. The bear is so good. And the the feast of the seven fishes, nobody I have never seen anybody do that and that is a real Italian American tradition. Nobody knows where it's from. It doesn't make any sense. We do it every year. Um similarly dysfunctional, though not quite as dysfunctional, but like I had to pause during that. There's a whole episode where Jamie Lee Curtis, it's a it's a flashback episode. It's it's incredible.
2: Oh, the the cameos in that episode are amazing. The cameos are amazing and they didn't feel
3: it, it, it worked. I was very surprised yep. that it worked because sometimes, you know, it feels like a gimmick. There's like, Oh, here's another famous person, but they all really committed. And it was, it was an excellent. I think it's because it was an hour long. So it was more yeah. like a movie than it was like a, you know, a, a quick, like, you know, a, a quick scene. Um, God bear is so good, but yes, that scene was so hot.
2: Just, I mean, like hot, like I got hot watching it.
3: Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, no, I mean,
2: yes, yes, yes. Not to not to share so much, but like I did. I was like, that like legit turned me on. That was amazing. But it was just the way they got it right and the way they got it right about like that age. But it's also not about that age. It's about any time you're with somebody you feel really like, you know, like turned on to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, God, it just got it so right. I was just amazed, just amazed. I love that show.
3: I love that show. And the show has like, is so, it does like human intimacy so well. Like not just that, but just the ways that people interact, the kind of closeness that people have in different kinds of relationships, like physical proximity, you know? There's a scene mm-hmm. later on, and you this won't spoil anything for you, but I don't think you've gotten there yet where two of the main characters are just under a table, trying to fix a table together. And they're Mm -hmm. so close in proximity to each other and they're working on something together. And just the choreography of that feel so true to life. Like I, I, I love that show. I love it so much. Um, yeah,
2: me too. Not going to see a lot of shows for a while. No, I know. I'm going. Well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to dig deep into my BritBox subscription and my Acorn subscription and watch lots of British and Australian and other points. British. Well, just just to say, support to the writers, support to the actors, support to everyone.
3: Like they they really are getting fucked over by Hollywood. And yay, they. Oh, they're should getting not.
2: so fucked over. Did you see the picture where in front of one of the studios they trim the trees? Mm -mm. so that the protesters wouldn't have any shade to stand in while they were Uh, protesting. What
3: prex. I've been seeing all these residual checks that are like for 58 cents. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Like, nobody wants to get, you know, nobody has, like a lot of people don't necessarily need to be getting rich off these jobs. Like, I think that everybody kind of knew that like, you know, that's, you know, that's a lottery ticket that you might not, you might not get, but a livable
2: wage. A livable wage, yeah, the, the, but that it's come to that is crazy because why not make a fucking fortune if you're a really good TV writer? Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, for a lot of time, you know, when we worked in magazines, like especially in the 90s, I felt like, you know, that was what you did when you were going for the brass ring. You moved to LA and started writing for The Simpsons or something.
3: Yeah, yeah. But it
2: doesn't exist the same way. You don't get, you know, it's not a lottery ticket.
3: No, well, I mean, it's not even even, like... The, 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 um, Alex O'Keefe, speaking of the bear, who's one of the writers yeah, on the yeah, bear yeah. Is, is saying he's, you know, his wages were below the poverty line. Like, yeah. I mean, that's a really successful show. Like there's no reason yeah. a writer, a staff writer on that show should like, you know, it's, it's obscene.
2: And, and and the amount of money, I mean, I don't, I don't understand the ins and outs of this and I should probably read an entire article instead of just the bullet points, yeah. but there's something like um, all any of these studios would have to give is less than half of 1%.
3: Well, or, right, or take down some of these CEOs'
2: salaries who are making like $50 million a year. Come on.
3: Come on. No, it's crazy.
2: It's crazy. And, and I think a lot of them are public companies, too, publicly held companies.
3: Yeah, and it's just, I mean, it's just the way it is with everything. I mean, everything is just, Stop. We cannot keep, the growth cannot, it's, we can't keep thinking that everything's going to grow all the time, that it's just constantly going to be more money, more money, more Like, and I understand that the whole television model is broken. I mean, I can tell that it's broken because I'm paying, you know, $10 across, you know, 40 different subscription models just to watch one show. Like this shit is broken. But, like, they need to figure it out. They can't just keep taking it out of, like, the creators because, you know,
2: oh, well, we'll just take it because we're so fucking dumb. We're artists. Yeah. Like,
3: it's not right. Yeah. It's not right. No, it's not right. I'm psyched. I'm psyched. I hope they stay on strike as long as they can. I mean, I know they're trying to wait them out. I know the studios are trying
2: to, like, make them all, like, starve, basically, the pigs. Well, yeah. I mean, what was the quote I heard? We- we're-, we're waiting for the writers to lose their apartments. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck them. Fuck them! It's disgusting. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Um, no. Oh uh, well. um, <laughs> Here's a product. Oh. <laughs> were you about to
3: say something? No, but hold. You on. were. No, no. I was. I was. No. Take us here. Take us here. This is right. <laughs>
2: this is this product is from a, a, a menopause beauty line called Womaness. Okay. They sent me. They sent me a little care package. Okay. I think it, it's it, it's very well designed. I think that the product seems good. The product name is really corny. The product name is Let's Neck.
3: Oh no! No stop! Let's stop. Nick. Why? Why do they have
2: to patronize us like this? No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But if the product is heavenly, okay. Do you see it? it it's like okay. a. It's like it looks like a tube, like a toothpaste tube, sort of, but smaller and it's got a roller ball oh, on the top. Okay. You just rub it up and down your neck.
1: And oh. it is one of those
2: divine feelings and it's supposed to help firm you up, but I don't even care about that cuz it just feels so good to do. Wow. All
3: right, I'm into it. I'm into that. I'm into that. Wow. I didn't I don't like let's neck at all. No, no, that's a bad name. I accidentally Do you ever take an accidental selfie where you like kept your phone on and like all of a sudden <laughs> yes. you just have, right? I took the most hideous, like I couldn't even believe it. I had to delete. I looked at it for a long time and then I had to delete it. Whatever is happening to the architecture underneath my chin is so insane that I I can't look at it. I can't look at it. I can't know. It's just like, it's like wrinkles and crepiness and like a sort of fat flap. Like it just doesn't even know. It, it doesn't even know what it's doing right now. It's obviously like morphing and migrating into something else. We're in like a transition <laughs> where it's like, Oh, well, this is what it used to be your whole life. And now we're, we're going to become something else. Like it's like on, it has its own agenda. And you know, I don't know if it's going to be let's neck but something's going to have to be done. Like I, I'm fighting back.
2: (laughs) Oh my God. But for now it's just summer turtlenecks. (laughs) Jen is wearing a summer turtleneck today, a short sleeve turtleneck. I have like 10 of them. (laughs) Oh, I'm just not ready. I'm not ready. I I just want to say for the record, I've never noticed, Anything weird about your neck? Well, your neck—your neck is never red. I mean, it hasn't. My own neck—I can—I can, I have many feelings. No, about. you have beautiful skin. You're a freak of nature, and you have—you're my neck. No, you're not on my neck. No, still freak of nature. You're a freak of nature. Oh. That's all. <laughs> By the way, I wasn't, but I was in a hotel room that had like one of those mag, scary magnifying mirrors. <laughs> Don't look. And I tilted it. I tilted it down on, you know, kind of, I was in my bra and I tilted it down. Like, I don't know why accidentally and it it hit right there, right between the breasts. (laughs) And my skin was like, my skin was just wizened and saggy in that little quarter inch, you know, one square inch area of like, you know, if I had cleavage.
3: Yeah, no, that can't, like, I don't, like, no, it's, it's, that's a very intense, that's a very intense, well, because I don't know if you wake up, like, I'm a side sleeper, and I wake up, and I look at my chest, and I'm like, oh, my God, like, that is, those are some deep lines in there, like, some deep verticals, like, those are rivers of lines. That's newish for me, like, I, that's a, that's a newish thing that I, I just don't, I just don't look, I'm just like, I don't want to. I mean, well, I didn't mean to look. That was an accident. It was like my selfie. It was an, it was like a sabotage. That's why I brought it up. Yeah. I was trying to relate. No, it's a, it's an accident. No, I think my tube top days are over, if I'm really honest.
2: <laughs> I think it's amazing that you got to 51, 50, <laughs> without your tube tops being over. I fifty one, right? Fifty. I just turned fifty. But I mean I mean I'm in the fifty
3: first year, let's be fair. But what you know, I was wearing tube tops till forty eight. So, you know, it's fine. Like some people That's might say good. it's, it's that's a little late to be wearing a tube top, but I liked them. So I kept doing it. I think you, I think you pulled them off beautifully. Probably. Yeah. It's all over. So, so, so let's, everybody hates when we're vain. So I'm going to, I'm going to switch topics. Let's talk about the, all the documentaries about men I've been watching and enjoying, believe it or not. Yeah. I want to hear. Okay. I've got a list of four, all really, really good. Um, The first one is the Andy Warhol diaries, which I avoided for forever because I was like, oh, I don't need that. But then it turned out to be really excellent. The only problem is, is that they AI'd his voice. So it's kind of freaky, but it kind of works. It's like, oh God, this is weird that he's talking and narrating all of these diaries. I know this isn't real, but oh, it's working for me. Um, but I just didn't know so much about, and I think you will actually really like it because it's, I think it's like right before you got to New York or around the time you were getting to New York, just like what was happening in New York in the eighties. Like it's a, it's, I think it's five, five parter and it really gets deep into, it takes a lot of like, you know, segues and gets deep into what New York was at that time. And it's, it's interesting. And I, I really liked it and a lot about, um, a lot about AIDS and a lot about Basquiat and just, it's, it's, it's really cool actually. Um, so that was good. John Early's now more than ever is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life.
2: John Early is that blonde comedian, right? Yes. I started watching it and I was, I, I, I think he was hysterical in what show was he in that he was so good in? Search party. Search party hysterical in search party. So I started it and then got distracted. So maybe I need to go back and watch it. It's like both comedy
3: and also like a fake rock documentary. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's so good. It's really, really good. Okay. So just watch it because also I laughed and laughed and laughed. Okay. Turn every page, which I don't know why I didn't watch it before, which is the Robert Gottlieb, Robert Caro, um, documentary. Oh
2: yeah, 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 yeah.
3: Okay, it just was like, oh, this is why I became a writer. This is this is so like oh, it's so incredible. And it just makes writing seem like an such an honorable profession. I know that it's not what it is now, but there's like such rigor in their relationship and their creative partnership, and it's so good. And then he dressed in a suit every day. Yes. And he wrote these incredible books. Like, I'm going to try to get through the power broker. I've like made a commitment that I'm really going to try to read Robert Caro's books. Like, I'm, I'm really, he put so much work into these books. There's a point in the documentary where he cries. Like, the power broker, I don't know, it's like 11,000 pages. He, there's... He puts, there's a point in the documentary, he's a very even keel man. There's a point in the documentary where he cries talking about how much they cut from the power broker. (laughs) (laughs) That's adorable. It's so good. It's so good. So worth it. And then the last one is, and you had brought this up a couple of weeks ago and I went and watched it is the Rock Hudson documentary is also great. So, those are my 4. I I really think that's, you know, people should go and um and and watch all all four of those um
2: documentaries cuz they're all really good. Yep. Th- yep. That's it. I have no recommendations. I watched a cute show on the way back on the plane mm-hmm. called the flat what's it called? The flat share. Okay? About like this this woman and this man who share a flat but they're never there at the same time. That's the agreement. They can never meet. Oh, wow. That's fun. So, you know, I think, you know, I think eventually they fall in love, probably, because that just seems like what would happen on a show like that. But it's very funny and it stars a very appealing woman, you know, very funny and appealing. Um, and I watched Cocaine Bear on the airplane. Oh, Cocaine Bear
3: is, is an excellently weird movie. It's, I mean, it's disgusting, but it's <laughs> it's so good.
2: It's like it's so unusual to have like a movie that's just like, oh, this is original. Yep. It was very original. It was completely original. It was even though like, and this doesn't really spoil anything from the moment you see Carrie Russell, you're like, okay, so she's the one, you know, she's going to live her kid's going to live and she's going to save the day. Right, 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 right. I mean, it, you know that going in, but it allows you to enjoy the movie. Yes, because if it
3: was if it was legitimately scary, I wouldn't like it. It's the fact that I know that it feels like a safe horror movie, which is some which is a genre that I that I do enjoy very much. I mm-hmm. if, if it's not like, oh, everyone's going to get murdered and maybe raped, like I I can't like like I don't I don't like that that kind of a, a slaughter. Oh, The other thing I was doing while you were gone, you were smoking. I was just drinking. Oh, my God. (laughs) I just had like a run of like, oh, drinking's fun again. It was like two weeks of just like – we were making white, white Negronis at home. Wow. It's amazing. There's like a white Campari that's incredible that Alex was making white Negronis because we're not traveling this summer he's on tour with this book. And like, I have so much going on and we, and the kids in camps and so no zero travel. And like, there's been a thing in me that there have been a couple of moments where I've been a total like bratty asshole about it. Like, how many more summers do I have in my life <laughs> like, I, oh, oh. like what 20 <laughs> like, but then but then like we were just like getting like a little bit drunk in the kitchen um having dance parties and we were like oh wait, we're having a really good summer. But we just were like, we were having like a little, like, you know, not excessive, but like three drinks, like, you know, buzz, um, you know, at home party.
2: And then then it had to end because I was like, oh, wait, I can't drink like this ever again. But yeah, my friend, it's funny because I had a visit with my friend Anne this morning, who, you know, yeah she's in town. And um, she was like, the thing I've realized about drinking is that it like kind of makes things better sometimes. Like she lost a very close friend in the spring. Yeah. Um, like it really helps. Yeah, it does. I mean, look,
3: I'm not recommending this as a long term strategy, but like sometimes, no, an
2: occasional, as an occasional, like this is shit. I need, I need something to take me out of this. This is shit mode.
3: Yeah, as like a bridge, as like a bridge from one, as a bridge. Sometimes it can work, you know. And I, oh, I also because I also finished my book while you were gone.
2: Amazing, amazing! I'm not just your book, but your revises. My
3: revises. I, I answered. I don't know, Kate, if you're listening. Sorry, but you are a sadist. I answered like something <laughs> like something like a thousand and twelve notes on this book, and Jesus. it was a lot. And I had to like really get into that headspace, and I was so in my head all day the drinking actually, and I was very aware of it. It wasn't like a slippery slope. Like I was going to be like, Oh, this is, this is a permanent solution. But I was so in my head all day that I kind of just needed that like instant mood change, which drinking does, you know, it does. It It does. does. If you do it, if
2: you do it all the time, it stops doing that. That's right.
3: That's right. That's right. But we went, we went out with like a couple friends of ours, their kid was in camp and our kid was occupied. And we were like, we were like, Oh, wait, like, Let's just get some martinis in like a bunch of apps. Wow. This is incredible. (laughs) Like this is, (laughs) this is the best. Um, yeah. So that's, that's, that's it. And the other thing is ADHD meds, man. It is, it is a desert out there for, th- it is a desert out there. I am both jet lagged and without my ADHD. Mind. Oh, no. I've been, I, I, I've been like saving them. You know, I have like two left and finally my doctor was like, okay, we might be able to get them in like an online pharmacy. Like the, this might be the only shot because I have one pill left and I'm like, okay, let's roll the dice on whatever. So if people are looking for ADHD meds, you can see which, see which like virtual pharmacy your insurance covers and you potentially can get them that way. I don't know yet. I'm still, I'm still waiting to hear back,
2: but yeah, that's good advice. No, I got back. I ran out the day I was supposed to leave London and I got back home and I you know, I had a refill waiting for me, but if you don't come and pick it up in six days, they, they restock it. Yeah. Yeah. They wouldn't not do that. And so they were like, yeah, we don't have it. We can't tell you when we're going to have it. Like they've clearly given the lecture so yeah. many times, but I'm kind of like, I want to feel like I don't like, I feel reliant on those drugs. We're talking about drugs yeah. like Vibe. Yeah. ADHD and, um,
3: medication. I'm on Concerta. Yeah.
2: And I want to be able to have, I don't want it to ruin my day. I'm already down to a pretty low dose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause my doctor thought I was on too high a dose for someone my age. So we've lowered it. I lowered it even more when I was traveling and realized that I didn't have enough to get through the trip unless I took a half dose. Yeah. So I kind of like that oh, I'm taking wow. less of it, especially at a point when it's so impossible to get, but I feel like I do not feel focused I will say that I,
3: I can't, I can't work in a focused way without it anymore. Like, and I don't know if this is just because my hormones are in such flux and I'm still like glitching so much. Cause I'm still not, Oh, 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 I got a <laughs> fucking period. I was, my last <gasps> period was August, 2022.
2: I got a period <laughs> in July. You know, that happened to me when I thought it was gone, I thought I'd had my last one because when I had my last one, I had thought the one before that was my last one. But then I, I traveled to LA and I got it. I, no, I traveled to Portugal and got it. And then a year later traveled to LA.
3: I have been, I was so furious because, and with it was like a, it was like a, a PMS situation. And then after it, like the, the hormones just dropped out and like hot flashes all night. Like I thought I had really just like stabilized to some degree. And then it was just up and down. And anyway, no, without the ADHD meds, like the brain fog is so real. And then if you have like some sort of attention issue on top of it, it exacerbates it to a point that it's like, it's, it's at this age, if I don't like uh, the stage that I'm in. And if you have like attention, some sort of attention disorder, like I don't know how people are getting work done. Like I will just sit at my desk
2: and drift. Like if I'm not, yeah, me too. I'll just drift. I can't keep a focus, you know, me, 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 no, it's very hard for me too. And today I had to really psych myself up. Yeah. Like I can do, I can do the podcast today. I can write like a, you know, can write a post. I can get a post. It may not be the best post I ever wrote, but it's so
3: hard. It's hard. It's really hard. And I started, you know, it's funny. I started at my last job that I got fired from. I think I started the brain fog then. Because I would have this kind of symptom, like where I would just stare at my desk, and I was, you know, forty-five, but I think it was starting, and I just didn't know it, Mm -hmm. and I, I didn't understand why it was taking me so long to get work that I'd been able to do much more quickly done, and I I think that that was it. Like I wish I had known all those years ago because work was really hard for a couple of years, like really, really hard. Um,
2: um, Before we go, we have to talk about Sinead O'Connor. Oh, I know. So sad. So, so sad. You know, I I sat down and tried to write about it and I just didn't feel like I could write about it. I didn't, you know, I love the songs of hers that everybody loved. I was never like, you know, a a Sinead super fan. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Um, but I certainly like felt for her, you know, as somebody, as somebody who like Lost the thread yeah. in a way that was more public than I would have liked, yeah,
3: yeah, to
2: think about the way that it happened for her, which was so much worse, obviously so much worse on so many fronts in the platform. you know, her she was incredibly high profile. and you know, she, you know she did she she tore up that picture of the Pope and she was fucking right all along, and we eviscerated her for it. yeah,
3: totally.
2: we eviscerated this deeply sensitive woman. And if there's one thing that like our cultural still culture still can't deal with, it's like a truth teller. If she also somehow presents as crazy and can be dismissed that way.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Quote crazy. Yeah. No. And also that she didn't present in a traditionally feminine way or conventionally feminine yeah. way. And and we didn't want that. And I mean, I heard like it was the same thing. I loved the songs that everybody loved, but I loved those songs. Like that was yeah. it was so formative. She was I mean, she, oh god, for fuck's sake. Like just listening, I've been listening to them the last couple of days and I've just been I've been so sad and I've been so sad for for how how mistreated she was. What a what a hard life she had. How much pain she had to carry. Um if anybody hasn't checked out her book, it's and 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 in audio book, I would really recommend it. It's an incredible book where she's just so honest about her experience and what happened to her when she was put through the celebrity machine. And then also like abuse in her life, self-esteem, you know, all of it. Um, I, but
2: also she was, she was a really talented, she had a beautiful voice. Like she had a, she had a beautiful beautiful voice. Beautiful voice. Beautiful voice. And she was, you know, she was so soulful. Yeah. There was no way not to get that from her. And she was brave and she was brave. And she was brave even as she was as vulnerable as she was. Yeah. You know? Um, Yeah. I think it is so insanely sad. It's it's so sad. And 56. Oh, and it's like a, it's
3: a Gen X icon. It's just too much. I know. It's just too much. Heartbreaking.
2: It's, heartbreaking. it's heartbreaking.
3: So, but two things, if people are really mourning the loss of Sinead O'Connor, which I am, um, her book absolutely is fantastic. A hundred percent recommend it. I loved it. And, also she had a Spotify account that I tracked down through her like second Twitter account and she had a Spotify account and she has a bunch of playlists on there that she made. Yeah. It, when I first found it it had 125 followers but it's it's legitimate and she had like um you know there are playlists like um songs i want to cover you know like oh. it's really sweet and it's and her playlist is it's reggae heavy but like her playlists are really fun like it was really like I don't know for some reason I feel like that's like a um it's a nice tribute to her is to listen to the music that she loved
2: yes oh you're making me cry a little I know
3: I'm sorry but it's it's a really sad story it's it's too hard to talk about um All right. Well, that's it. Look, listen, we made an episode. (laughs) We, we did it. (laughs) (laughs) We laid a big episode. We did. We did. We made another one. Uh, thanks for listening to everything is fine. We are your hosts. I'm Jen Romolini.
2: And I'm Kim France.
3: If you like the show, please rate and review it on all the platforms, especially Apple Podcasts. It helps uh, people find the show. It really makes a difference. If you want to support the production of the show, we will be back up and at them on our Patreon at patreon.com slash everything is fine. We do live events there. We do special episodes there. We also give style and uh, beauty advice there. If you want to follow us on social media, we're at EIF Podcast on Instagram. We are, have a robust and private Facebook group. Oh my God, I almost lost that. We are not, <laughs> I am no longer participating in Twitter or X as he's calling it. So we are on Me Twitter, either. but I'm, fuck that. I'm out of X, I'm done with that. Um, we're on LinkedIn, who cares? If you wanna follow Kim, very importantly, and you should, you can go to her substack at kimfrance.substack.com. It's girls of a certain age. If you want to follow me, I'm on the Patreon these days. The show is mixed and edited by the wonderful Natalie Rivera. Thank you, Natalie. And we'll be back next week.
1: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.